0: Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, uncut. The greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the
1: home of the brave. Tell him, Rico. I tell you what, I can't get enough of that introduction. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to join you today. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, Jay Lenderman, unfortunately,
0: but fortunately... Cannot be here today because Jay's birthday was Friday and his anniversary was uh, Sunday. And big shout out to Ms. Lenderman that she allows us to have him once a week to record the show. Beautiful lady that she is. And uh, I don't blame him for uh, taking care of business and being with his uh, with his bride on a uh, on such an important occasion
1: absolutely we know she wears the pants and uh you know we're just really happy that she gives them permission to, to join the show on uh i guess tuesdays and friday <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. when a woman looks as
0: beautiful as miss lenderman she should wear the pants but uh nevertheless we wish him the best and we wish him a, a a happy anniversary and he'll be back next week so and he'll be back friday actually with his lenderman picks there's so much for him to cover with the nba season and the uh, the draft and everything else that's taking place in the world of sports. That,
1: Oh Absolutely man, big big shout out and happy anniversary! I wanted to just say it personally as well. So he deserves all the happiness, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing him come back later on in the week. Later on the week, buddy. But hey, man, the big thing in the country last week
0: was the uh, the firing. Before we start reviewing this movie, the firing mm-hmm. of uh, Tucker Carlson and done the gift that keeps on giving, lemon. Yeah, not one but two, right? Not, not one but two. They're both multimillionaires. So who gives a shit? You know, they don't care. Yeah. They won't feel sorry for you if you lost your job,
1: unless, no, they can,
0: unless one can use it for race baiting and the other one can use it for whatever the hell propaganda he's selling this week. But um, I'm happy that they both got fired, man. And I'm going to tell you why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because in the show we tried to do our movie review, but we do also what's taking place in the country. One of the big stories. And I'm happy because if you notice on the uh, the twenty four seven news stations that supposedly they cover news <laughs> what do you notice if you watch them i don't know if you watch if you watch them or not I do occasionally the commercials are all a bunch of bullshit about reverse mortgages and buy silver and Whatever uh, extract from vegetables and fruit they can put in a capsule so you can take it every day and have a, the most healthy prostate any human being could ever dream of having. <laughs> they, don't get, they, don't, they don't get sponsors like everybody else because it's a dying business because pe- a lot of people are tuning out more than tuning in because they're, they're really not covering the news in this country anymore. It's just people giving you their opinion 24-7. It's really yeah. not no journalism. So I'm happy that Fox had to pay out almost a billion dollars for those godforsaken machines that uh Tucker Carson pounded on the the listener saying that the election was stolen by the, the machine or the elections might have been rigged because of the machines.
1: Well, you know, yeah. it's a corporate the, – the, the crazy part about and I can't really speak for Don Lemon, but I, I, I do know a little bit about Tucker Carlson, and uh, it's a corporate opinion. And I think that what it all comes down to, it, if you kind of boil it down to brass tacks, Tucker, you know, despite the fact that he's a money machine and people tune in, they can't control him. There has been several times where, you know, he's kind of went off on his own personal opinions and you know companies just can't have that when you gotta you know when you gotta feed all your uh your elite people that are controlling you so you know it's a, it's just kind of a craziness just you know the state of the United States of America you know yes I am I'm happy that they are gone but there's definitely more deep-seated you know uh, uh reasonings behind what's going on as well oh absolutely absolutely and the other one that you said you don't have much on them. Three
0: weeks or maybe, yeah, maybe three weeks ago or maybe last month, he was saying how women 40 years old were over the hills. Mm. Google it up. He said, Google it up. I'm like, dude, there's nothing to Google up. I mean, this- you're your worst fucking enemy with the shit that comes out of your mouth. There ain't a damn thing. I mean, how are you going to say that a woman over 40 is over the hill? Well, they're in their prime. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying prime or not prime. I'm just saying it's an inappropriate comment. But if you're going to yeah, look no. at what, what happened in society, there was a lot of women that over 40 that were saving this country's ass when you had that big pandemic going on in 2020. Mm-hmm. The one that That's came to parts of gnomes, they also had to kiss their children or some of them couldn't even make contact with their children because they had to go do their job. Some of them had to put their life on pause with all the pressure that they were going to to yeah. teach and whatnot. so it wasn't a distasteful for coming. I wish they would they would have thrown him out that same day for that, but they didn't. But nevertheless, they finally got rid of his ass. But that's all I wanted to cover that aspect of it before we move into the fun stuff, because everybody was talking about it in the country like it was such an exciting thing that a two millionaires that wouldn't give a shit about you if you lose your job. Yeah, yeah. lost there because uh, you know Talker's got four hundred and thirty millions. I don't know how much uh, the other man has, but it's a whole lot of money.
1: Uh huh, and he's gonna do just fine. You know some. Loom's gonna pick him up, and he's gonna get some other deal. And he's no, I think you know, he'll, be a, he'll be at a billion within
0: a decade. So. <laughs> I think they're all moving towards uh, towards the streaming services, towards YouTube. They'll have yeah. their own channel on YouTube, like Bill O'Reilly has. You know, they all they're mm-hmm. all in there now. They control everything now, and they'll have their own sponsors and shit. That's what they're moving. But it would be it would be good to have journalists in the country to have. People that just report the news and don't have a, it's not a state-owned media, what we're having.
1: Uh, Absolutely agree. And honestly, that's why I think that, you know, some part of the the trend is starting, you starting to get more people that are, you know, popping up on services like Twitter, where there is a little less uh, censoring, especially now with uh, Elon Musk supposedly saying he's giving more freedom. I'm not saying that it's 100% uh, correct or, you know, what he's saying that he's going to do, but. You know, people are allowed to speak more freely on uh, platforms like Twitter. Uh, and that's where a lot of people are getting, you know, the, the breaking news and kind of the untarnished news. It's not necessarily a perfect um, uh, place to get everything, but it's definitely a lot less opinionated than when you're watching services like CNN and Fox. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's all I'm doing. I'm not a jur- Even when I play the role of a professional wrestling journalist, I'm not a real damn journalist any more than half of the people that are covered wrestling are. <laughs>
1: well, you know we what? Say- you got you got <laughs> you got just as much, uh, what do you call that, um, uh, juice and education on your side than they do as well. Because you know what? Some of these people just pick them up from anywhere.
0: <laughs> I mean, like all they did was talk about behind the scenes. I never did behind the scenes. None, behind the scene was never my thing. What happened yeah. to Matt was. Uh, but, hey, man, we have uh, Evil Dead Rises 2023. I was excited. I was very <laughs> excited to go see this movie. I was burnt out, way beyond belief. But I rushed out of, out of work. Finally got to try the Oreo popcorn two scoops <laughs> yeah, of, <I> two, <laughs> two scoops <laughs> of Oreo popcorn. I ate it before the movie even started but uh i was I was very, very happy with the opening and the movie in yeah. general absolutely
1: yeah I, I went today um And unfortunately, I had to go to a different uh, uh, movie theater than I'm normally used to. So I went there. They didn't have any hot dogs. They didn't have any hot food, like, kind of readily available. So I had to make do with some nachos. But as soon as the movie started, very pleased. The opening, the intro, uh, you just get total Sam Raimi vibes. But it's definitely its own movie as well. I thought this was a fantastic addition to the the Evil Dead franchise. Definitely. Definitely. This is a...
0: Nineteen million dollar budget has brought in uh ninety million. Yeah. So more likely. Big money. Yeah, more likely we'll see this the thing again.
1: Oh yeah. And that's you know, that's the beauty of horror too, which I, I'm gonna go assume that it's probably our favorite genres, is that you can get a lot of quality stuff and these studios are willing to put in the effort and the time and the money because they really don't cost that much and they're getting a big return on it. So happy us, right? Yep.
0: Lee mm-hmm. Lee Cronin, Ghost yep. Train, Billy yeah. and Chuck. <laughs> he did Billy and Chuck. Movie <laughs> was ahead of his time. Uh, the whole oh movie.
1: yeah, you, looking thing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, most of the movies in his background, I haven't really heard of. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think that he's definitely going to be on the map now, and he's going to be getting offered a lot, a lot of projects just going off of the strength of how Evil, Red, Evil Dead Rises mm-hmm. is doing.
0: Yeah, if you want to see a momentous horror, um, The 50 States of Fright, in episode 13.
1: Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I haven't really seen much of that, that particular series, but I do know of it. And yeah, it's always interesting, because you're going to have different directors for each uh, uh, particular
0: installment, right? Yes, yes. So he, okay. did, he did part one of 13 and Steps to Hell, Washington, part uh-huh. two. I have looked that up. Yeah. So that's definitely in the hole in the ground, which is uh, the movie that he did, a horror movie.
1: Mm-hmm. That one is yeah. it's pretty good. Okay. So, yeah, I have I have his little uh, little IMDb up front right here. And like I said, I haven't heard most of these movies, but I mean, judging by this newest one, I might want to have to go back in his catalog and see what he's got going on.
0: Yeah. Ireland. Uh, uh, he started out his career in Ireland. Well. We definitely we definitely were very, very happy with his uh with his movie. Absolutely. This for sure, right? Premiere in uh, Austin, Texas, and uh South by Southwest. I didn't know yeah. South by Southwest did a movies too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. We're wow. to get out there
0: sometime. <laughs> Man, NBA season is going on and I got a lot of work with the NBA season is is is, is going on.
1: With your with your job,
0: right? Yeah, with my job, March 15, twenty three. Wow, Warner Brothers. I was uh, I was definitely expecting this with all the hype that maybe it was not gonna be as good as it was.
1: Yeah, it was, You know, honestly, and it was a tough, it's a tough month as well for for the movie to come out because it had other horror movies coming out, so there was definitely competition. But this one, you know, it, it showed itself to to really hold its own, and you know what, this just uh, attributed to. The fan base of Evil Dead, word of mouth. I think this movie was actually originally supposed to come out on streaming on HBO Max, but because of the, um, the early reviews and what executives saw, they were like, you know what, we might have a hit on our hands. So they took a chance and they put it out there. Well, they, 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 they dropped the ball with Orphan. Orphan should have been a
0: big movie release. That should have been in the movie theater.
1: Yeah, that was a huge surprise. You're talking about
0: the uh the prequel, right? Yeah, Orphan was yeah, the prequel. Orphan was very, very
1: good movie. And so was uh Prey. Yeah. Um you know what? Uh Jay was just laughing at me about last week. I still have not watched Prey on purpose. I know that it's a good movie. Uh it's on my radar. I just I've been kinda waiting and holding on. But, yeah, they definitely, from what I hear, they dropped the ball by not releasing that as well. I think they should have taken a
0: chance on that one. Oh, yeah, man. Them Native Americans were going through hell and back with that predator. I mean, you got white people trying to take their land. You got the predator now messing with them.
1: <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. At did you own... watch it Did you watch it in English, or did you check out the Native language?
0: No, I did both. I'm, I'm sick like that. I did both. Even though I didn't okay. know what they were saying, I thought it was special to do something like that. I'm a big supporter of Native American causes, and I've always been a... Yeah, And it's one of those things, man. I don't know where, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I don't belong to a time period that took the land away from them, but I do understand that it was a bad thing. And it was, uh, you know, just part of a very dark history.
1: Yeah, a history that's slowly being washed away by the people that don't want, the, uh, the real people to know the truth. <laughs> no, but you can know
0: the... I mean, history, history, man. You can never... I don't... I'm one of those believers, you can try to erase history, but you can never fully erase it. No, for sure. They're for just sure. making it harder. Yeah, but uh, the movie was... was uh, the movie Prey, you're definitely going to enjoy it because it's a very... it's a very well-done movie. It should have been in the movie theaters.
1: So Prey, you know, obviously one of the probably, I think, fifth, sixth installment in the Predator franchise if you're interested in that, you know they're going to be doing a new Aliens movie, and it's getting a similar treatment than than they did with Prey. It should actually release on Hulu, although hopefully they actually release it in theaters because they're going to they're doing a part five. Got a great director behind it. Uh, some. A uh, nice cast. Uh, apparently, the screenplay is phenomenal, so I'm really excited about that one as well. Because you can be like, Predator and Aliens, you know, obviously they had crossovers and they kind of go hand in hand as far as their time in movie history. Yeah, I mean the uh, the last
0: one, the last the Predator before this one. Man, I wouldn't put that thing on the ABC Movie of the Week back in the day. <laughs> yeah. right? That that was terrible. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> that was real bad. The one where they I've all been- end up in their planet. Yeah. you have adrian brody i like that one i know people are not big crazy but the one after that where there's a guy that now he has the uh, the predator suit on and yeah
1: like he's iron I man that, iron, iron predator <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that movie had um i think it had some studio interference we'll just believe we'll it at that we'll leave it at
0: that indeed but hey man we start on this one we start with uh Ter- teresa and jessica and jessica's new boyfriend uh, Caleb and uh, they're on vacation in the lakeside cabin
1: mm-hmm.
0: when all of a sudden Jessica falls ill <laughs> and she decides that she's going to scalp Teresa's head and go and decapitate her new love interest. Yeah. And then she rises over water and there behind her comes a big letters,
1: Evil Dead Rises, which I was very yeah. impressed with that. Yeah, I actually wrote, I wrote that exact Everything you just said, I wrote down. I was like this. I was taking little notes as I was watching in the theater because I had the theater to myself. Yes. And I, from that first moment to when the, the the title opens behind the the mountains or the scenery right there, uh-huh. uh, phenomenal. Hey man, I love old people.
0: Don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say, but that's mm-hmm. a, the one one thing that is safe to go see in the movie theater at daytime is uh is horror because a lot of old people don't like horror. Yeah because when you go to the movies at daytime and it's a movie that everybody likes and then older folks that you know they're older and they use cheap cologne because let's <laughs> let's be honest the country stack against them too <laughs> the native americans ain't the only ones that are taking it in the shin uh, <laughs> you get all in this country boy if you can't move the fuck out you're in trouble If you're not a millionaire, so they got their cheap cologne, and they have to go and get cheap cafeteria food, and then they start passing gas, and you're sitting there, and you can't be rude to them because they have lived such a long life, and they've been through hell and back, and man, it's kind of rough. I try not to go to the movies at one o'clock if it's a movie that everybody likes. (laughs) Horror is safer. Yeah. You had the
1: the theater all for yourself, which is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to feel self-conscious about opening my, not that, not that I'm a, a phone guy in the middle of movies, but, you know, because I was taking notes, I didn't want to be interrupting anyone else's experience. So it was just good to just be able to relax and not have to worry about anyone else surrounding me. Yeah. So, But they, yeah, very, very impressive opening scene. Uh, the scalping, the, uh, I don't, you know what, I don't even know what to call it, but there's that, like, it's a tracking shot that kind of goes through the air, and then they're like, they just like track right into an actor's face. I, I know that's very um, Sam Raimi, and he does that a lot. I just love that particular uh, type of camera movement, and you know. And then the drone—I <laughs> think she slashes herself, and then ends up in the water. Like I was like, "Wow, like this is yeah, it was very
0: creative." Yeah, the director on this one, he definitely honored all the previous ones, and he did it in a tasteful way. yeah you can call it that (laughs) if you can call it a tasteful way of doing it it was very tastefully done um yeah after that did you enjoy the fact that this one does not take place somewhere in the woods it actually takes place in a in a city in a building in the middle of a very nice little storm
1: Mm -hmm. no i i absolutely did like the change of scenery i i was thinking about that over the course of the movie i'm like you know this works it was very contained, but it still set itself apart from you know the previous movies in the franchise. Uh, and I th- you know I thought it worked really well to kind of limit the amount of people, but at the same time you know create its own you know its own sense of self for the movie.
0: Yes, that's 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 basically what I noticed that it that it it, it did it it created his own his own thing from the movie. But now you obviously know that maybe they're gonna do another one, and this time they'll go back to the woods, and it'll be accepted.
1: You know? Yeah, it'll be normal. I'm assuming and anyway. I would be okay with them going back to the woods, but you know what? Maybe give Lee Cronin and his writing team, you know, some kind of you know carte blanche, and maybe he could do something different. It, it's still Evil Dead, but you know, you know, its own. Just like this one, you never know. Yeah, you never know. As long as they don't
0: take it into outer space, man. Give me a break, man. Yeah, no, by the time the movie goes out of space, it's already leaped over the shark. Yeah, unless you do Leprechaun and Out of Space or Jason X. <laughs>
1: every every franchise that's going downhill is going to space. So yeah. We don't want to pay Evil Dead is going downhill,
0: you know? Except for uh, except for Fast and the Furious. Before they even went into Out of Space, they had already messed that shit up. So. yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah they killed, they killed that shotgun on part four or part yeah,
0: five man, it was like you didn't have to go through out his face It was
1: over It was done theme so what what were some of your other uh standout scenes as far as creativeness and and things that kind of like really surprised you as far as how they they shot and you know filmed the horror and the uh you know the the nasty natures uh the little girl and the boy just the 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 all the children this lady's children. Yeah, the way that that, they and that and I, that really worked too because it it gives you a sense of like wow like these are little children so you kind of you know if you have a heart you're feeling for them but it's like are they gonna make these bastards die? <laughs> the boy <laughs> sure the hell died. Yeah, the neighbors um,
0: neighbors sure the hell took it. I mean, and then yeah. they all form of this weird body alliance or they were all like one big giant human spider. Yeah, a little body bar going on. Yeah. I love it. But uh, that was some of my favorite. That and all the blood, and, and and of course the little boys when they try to convince you that they're good. Yeah. And this. What about? Go ahead. No, this actress is Lily Sullivan or Alisa Sutherland. Alisa Sutherland.
1: Alisa Sutherland, yeah the, man. The, yeah, the mother. Yeah. Yeah, she had a specific face for this. Yeah. And she's a you know I, I was looking at before and after pictures she's a, a extremely beautiful woman she' you know I haven't really heard or seen of her, but she's she's a great actress it seems because she really pulled off this role yeah and uh you know it's like two different people you see her in this this evil dead makeup and her you know pretty much going to the dark side and it's like wow like they they did they did a, they did a good job no she didn't need no recruitment
0: by the emperor she was just Teen could have sit this one out. She was all embracing that, uh, the dark side. She's a, uh, mm-hmm. she's a, uh, she's familiar, people are familiar with Vikings, the, the Viking show. She is Ellie. It, it, she would know. And, and writes that she's Ellie. On, on the Viking show, she's Queen Oslo. Oh, okay. So, you know what? I felt like
1: she was kind of familiar, but yeah. I, don't know, I don't really watch Vikings, but now I understand.
0: Yeah, she's an Australian actress. So that's why probably you haven't seen her much in this part of the world, but. With, with this performance, that'll probably change. When I saw her, man, I saw Sullivan. Maybe she's related to Keefe, Kiefer. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh
0: Kiefer. But, yeah, but her her sister is uh, the one that played her sister. I think that was uh, that was Lily yes. Sullivan. Uh, but that's yeah, another look. Australian actress. Yeah, man. Yeah, they got two two Aussies as the main characters. Yeah, the one that played. No. The, the sister, bro. She was,
1: uh, she was something else. Uh huh. And noticeably missing, of course, uh, Bruce Campbell in the first time that he hasn't appeared in any Evil Dead movie. Yeah, not even a cameo, huh? No, I don't think there was really a room or a place. I mean, I guess he could have potentially played a neighbor, but I think it would have felt a little off. Right. If they would have taken
0: away from the uh, the the seriousness of what they were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, because this director, he wrote it and directed it.
1: Yeah, and you know what? He kept it real tight too. This movie only comes in at ninety minutes, essentially. And I was like, when we got to the end of the movie, I'm like, wow, that went fast. That was like visceral. That was fast.
0: I mean, all these actors that I'm reading in here, looking for, they're all uh, they're all Australian, bro. Majority of this this actors in this movie are all Australians.
1: And yeah, well, I mean, I guess Lee's from Ireland, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just a uh, I'm not sure where it was filmed. It might have been filmed in Europe, so maybe that was part of the reason. I'm maybe, not sure.
0: Yeah, maybe it was filmed. And let me see. I'm looking for... Where was this thing, this thing? Oh, in New Zealand. That's why you have so many uh, so many Australian yeah. actors. Okay, so it was filmed in New Zealand, June 6, 2021.
1: Makes sense. You know, another surprise, this movie has 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh, you know, normally a lot of horror movies, they don't really get too much high praise, at least from a majority of the critics. So that's always a good sign as well, especially for an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, bro,
0: 67, you, it's almost like you got to go see it. 84, it's yeah. like it's almost a sure shot that you're about to see something good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes, once I start hitting them 60 marks for a horror movie and Rotten Tomatoes, you have to pay attention because this may be a... a a very good movie, but this is definitely a modern Day classic on this Evil Dead, and man, I can't can't say, I can say that that the same thing that you said, Uh, it would have been nice, Bruce Campbell, but it would have taken something away from the movie. Yeah, because you
1: know what, they would have, honestly, I felt like they would have maybe tried to shoehorn a bigger role for him, and this movie was so tight, I don't think it needed it. I do, I do want to say that there was this very, we still here? Uh Uh-huh, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, there was some very creative um, just use of the horror and, and a couple of the standouts to me. I love when they use the cheese grater on the leg. Cheese grater the on one. the leg was, uh, hey man, I just came
0: across something in here that I don't know if you want to hear it. Go ahead. But uh, you know, one time me and Jay when we were and a friend of mine, big shout out to Adrian Cortez who did the. Uh, he's a professional wrestler. Okay. From New York, lives in Puerto Rico, wrestles in a big company over there, and for many years, shared the ring with Rey Mysterio and a lot of the open comer wrestlers that are legends today and or established stars. And he did some of the first shows with me, and he said, "Uh, when I was saying that, you know, the the bad thing, every nobody likes Halloween three because uh, Michael Myers uh does not appear in it." And he was like, "That's where you're wrong," and you know, he said. What happens when they're in the bar having a drink and you look at the commercial the TV and man he was right it was Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about right? The yeah, yeah. the trailer for uh for the uh part 2 or So guess what on one of the scenes in this the scene that you hate the most in this movie the, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. the You Yeah.
1: about the eyeball. <laughs> yes, I wasn't going to mention it but yes that that the eyeball. Well, you know what? I wrote it down to it wasn't it wasn't too bad I mean they went uh I'm calling it the the S to M scene kind of like you know like in uh movie movies <laughs> so this one would socket the mouth <laughs> well the
0: munching sound on it guess who created it <laughs> who Bruce Campbell
1: oh, uh, oh okay there we go we worked it in there
0: yes <laughs> so he was in the movie He he was there Ah, I did not know that. Thanks
1: for that piece of info. Just not in
0: physical form, but Bruce Campbell was was there. Thank God that he didn't miss one. Yeah,
1: and, you know it was funny because I was anticipating the the eyeball scene, and I glanced away for just a second, and so I missed the actual gory part. Yes. But then I thought when it was like spit out into the other person's mouth, and they started. I was like, "This is genius!" Like it actually made me. Oh, completely okay with eyeball gore because I'm really not, that's not my style. No, so I thought that was, I would have been <laughs> great.
0: It, 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 it probably lasted like five seconds anyway. Yeah, it didn't seem like
1: it was that long. So it, that was good for me. So also, I thought that another creative choice, um, I like the, the, the sheets over the brother and how he was floating. Yes. The goat. Oh, I thought that was great. Just the way it was shot. It was it was really well done. That
0: was that de- they definitely they definitely put some thought into that one. They they weren't allowed to scare us. Yeah. And for that, we sank them.
1: And that's and honestly, like so, my opinions on horror movies, especially because I've been watched. I've watched so many of them. Of course, you have as well. Over the years, I don't get scared easily. I just want creativeness. I want to see that the director is putting an effort in to do something a little different than what everyone else has done before. Because I know that there's only so many ways you can, you know, really elicit fear. But if you can shoot it and be a director and be, you know, do it in a creative manner, then you really have, you know, you have my attention. This is why I love movies like Hereditary. Uh, I love, I, I love The Conjuring, not because they're scary movies, but because. They put an effort into how they stylize the 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 fear, uh, and I, this is why I also really like this movie in particular too, because there was a lot of scenes that really stood out to me.
0: Yeah, because they, they 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 did they did what we just what we were talking about. They actually put some thought into every single aspect of it. It wasn't just like for shit and giggles to give you a little splatter action and a little stuff. Everything was connected
1: and was done so well. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely. So where do you rank this at? I mean, I know it's still a little early to tell, but like as far as like your early reactions, what do you think this is as far as the the entire franchise
0: um man,
1: high up there bro, very high up there okay
0: very high i would i would I would put this one at uh at three okay yeah that works i mean it's it's just that good it's it's really that good, good but i i'm gonna be uh I would say, have you ever seen the movie 1979 Zombie? Mm, no, I can't say that I have. Um, well, definitely stay away from it because it's got, it's a Lucio Fulci movie and it's got one of the most intense, uh, first of all, the poster for it is more frightening than any zombie in the history of uh, of The Walking <laughs> Dead. It's well, i looking zombie
1: yeah it's a lucio is that the actual so pardon my interruption is that the actual title though it's 1979 zombie or is this zombie and the, the, the year it came out no zombie just
0: zombie just the zombie but mm-hmm. Itali- in an italian world in an italian okay. word yeah a z-o-m-b-i-e gotcha i got a shirt with it <laughs> it's nasty and it's a lucio lucio fulgi this is one of, Man, it's got the scene, the scene in it. It's got a scene with the eye that you definitely would not want to see that movie.
1: But it has, yeah. prob-
0: it has probably the best scene ever of a, of a horror movie with a shark. Even better than Joss. Not, it's not a better <laughs> movie than Joss. I'm not saying that. But yeah. I'm just saying it's got somebody dressed like a zombie underneath water yeah. playing with a gray white shark. How they did oh, wow. it, I don't know. How they did it, I do not know. But it's you know, it wasn't CGI and it wasn't uh, any kind of uh special effects. It was just somebody that knew what they were doing. I'm gonna have to look that up uh, just to see that scene. And that's the that's the only thing that you that you definitely definitely is gonna take you away. Everything else is not nothing that you have never seen before. Even though it's a special movie to me because I really enjoy it. This is one of the earliest zombie movies that I watched, but. This this definitely this whole thing about contracting demons, you know, it's funny that you had a a movie one week where they were doing exorcisms. And the next week you have one where I don't think any exorcist uh, would work for this. thing. You got to take them out, man. (laughs) Yeah, there's no saving them. (laughs) No, once this Book of the Dead opens and the Book of the Dead was so well done, dude, with the damn uh, fangs in the outside or claws or whatever it was. Yeah, I was I was
1: actually really happy because they, they said this is basically uh, a different version of the Necronomicon. They said there's like several that exist or a limited amount, and it's not the exact same as the one that appeared in the original films. In the original films, right? This is just yeah. a, a different book.
0: Yes, but still the same intense uh, yeah. take over.
1: Yeah, it was good. Those fangs on the side—I thought it really worked. The um, the, the prop and the actual design of it, I thought that it was, you know, it was really well done. It was, uh, yeah, I, I had no issue with that. Except
0: for this one, you actually don't get to come back. No. There's no saving <laughs> you. The remake, hey, I got to say a big shout out to the remake because the remake was very good. The one that they did many years ago. I saw that one in the movie theaters and I was very in, impressed. 2013, right? 2013? 2013 it came out and I was, I mean, I, the only thing that I didn't like, I, I would have loved the ending to be a little bit different.
1: Yeah, uh, I it's been a little while since I've seen it, so I'm not recalling the exact uh, the ending. Uh, but, but I do recall that they did.
0: You know, the girl was going through withdrawals from drugs. They took her to that cabin, her brother to try to help her and get yeah. away. And you know, it would have been good if at the end nobody would have known if she really was on drugs or she was taken over. You know, they leave it uh, up, like a mystery. But no, they didn't. Yeah, leave it up in the air. Yeah, I
1: you know I can see that for
0: sure. But this is this is definitely definitely well written visuals are mind-blowing would you say that this is the best horror movie of the year well you haven't seen them all yet but
1: so far but i and this actually kind of lead into something that i wanted to talk about a little bit too they're off to a great start um now clearly i do have a special place in my heart for scream but as far as if we're going strictly horror and like what was the most frightening, or what had the 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 better ability to scare you? I would definitely say Evil Dead so far. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check out Pope's Exorcist, but judging by your review, it didn't sound like it was as scary as what this movie is. No. Um, but we're only just beginning this year. There's 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 some contenders. I just want to I want to name a quick few, and then you kind of tell me if you've heard of them or not. Yes. Um. They have we have the Boogeyman coming out in June, June second. It's uh, based off a short story by Stephen King. Looking Stephen to it. King, Yeah, Stephen King is actually um, he's championing this movie. He uh, apparently this is also another movie that they were kind of just gonna do on on streaming, but Stephen King personally saw uh, an early cut and he said that he absolutely loved it. So he started pushing for it. And he's, he's championing essentially his own story, but they, you know, they, they stretched it out. This movie looks great, honestly. Uh, the trailer looks like it's very atmospheric, so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if it's going to beat out Evil Dead, but that's on the radar. Uh, on the comedy side, you do have The Blackening, which is going to be like a uh, an African-American-based horror movie. It's kind of like a satire, but it still looks like it's going to be okay. Looking forward to that. Um You do have Insidious 5 which is going to come out in July. I'm not really sold on it. It does have Patrick Wilson taking over directing duties. Um, you know, he's the star, I believe, in all the, the, the previous ones. Um, we'll see how he does. I think I'm more excited just to see how he how he handles uh, directing duties, but uh, I'm not really sold on the trailer, so I don't think that's going to beat it out. Uh, one that's surprising on my radar, definitely not going to be as scary um, as, as uh, Evil Dead. Haunted Man, Haunted Mansion by Disney. I was, I know this sounds crazy. I'm bringing up a Disney movie, but this movie looks like it's gonna be quality. I think it's gonna be a good time for the family, but have just enough in it to kind of keep the adults with a little, you know, a little horror, uh, love, you know, entertained. So I think that's gonna be uh, possibly a hit. Um, but I think the movie that has the the seri- the most serious ability to give Evil Dead competition is the movie that I talked about in one of my first uh, podcasts on The Sentiment, Talk To Me. Um, It's done by the guys that have that YouTube channel, Racka Racka. Uh, A lot of early reviews are saying this movie is phenomenal and scary. looks really well done, judging by their previous work on their YouTube channel. They know how to uh, really direct and edit and and really kind of create tension. Um, So I think that movie, of all the ones coming out this year, has the best chance to give uh, Evil Dead a run for its money. Uh, And it's original IP as well. So that has that going for it too. And then kind of the rest of the year, you got Meg too. You do have another uh, Dracula movie called Last Boys the Demeter. It's gonna be based on like one chapter of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. uh, And then a couple other random movies that I don't think are gonna give it a competition, but but there's some movies coming out that could potentially take over that spot. It's gonna be tough because I think Evil Dead really did a fantastic job. My my hat is in the ring for that movie. Talk to me when it comes out in July. I gotta look
0: into that. I go. I want to see the trailer now about that for that movie. I, I, I was gonna tell you something. Sure. Could this year be the year that when me and Jay do the horror things and that? Well, we never we never do it by category, but maybe this year we. So the competition for horror is getting to be so intense this year that maybe we do have to go by category. Best Lasher. Yeah. Well, Best supernatural. Because it wouldn't be fair for uh now that you bro- I forgot all about uh Scream Six. You couldn't put mm-hmm. Scream Six against one of the supernatural ones. You can put uh the Exorcist, uh the Pope's exorcist versus Evil Dead because they both have to do with a supernatural
1: horror. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know, it's it's tough for me to make that comparison with Evil Dead and Scream because my heart is totally, you know, I love the Scream franchise and I would hate to say, you know, this movie outdid the other one because they're two different categories. It's apples and oranges.
0: And the most original one of the year was one that you recommended on Peacock that I went to see. I actually went to see. I actually just went to my living room and watched it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The one with the pandemic that took place around the pandemic. I forgot the name. It's a low budget. Thick. Huh? Tick. Yes. Yes. Thick. Written by Kevin Williamson. Yes, it was. Uh, that was very,
1: very original. Yeah, you know, and it was. It was just really cool seeing how Kevin Williamson had another slasher killer, but how he set him apart from Ghostface. I thought that was really well done. Yes, that was. That was. But
0: uh, another thing that I wanted to bring now that you talk about the boogeyman, and I keep recommending this this book every year since it came out, since I read it in twenty twenty one, chasing the boogeyman. By Richard Schismore. Schismore. Is that what a C? Yes, a C as in Carlos. H I Z as in Zorro. M-A-R. Gotcha, I found it. Ch- okay. Chasing the Boogeyman. Even, even uh because you brought it up and I, for a moment I thought Stephen King was behind this, and this was the movie that they were making. I don't know which one. The, uh, definitely not this one, but Stephen King praised this book when it came out. He said it was unforgettable and exciting, and I read this book, and it's based, it's a lot like, like, it's, it's about this, this, this murderer that's taking place, serial killer, and they actually don't know who the hell he is, or how to stop him, it happens in Maryland, in a small town in 1988, it's all fiction, but the author does it in a way that he incorporates himself, like, he's just a kid starting out in his, his career, and all the way in school, headed to college, the way that he writes the hope when this becomes a, a movie it's going to be a very interesting movie, very frightening but very interesting.
1: Yeah, I found it. And did you know
0: that they made a sequel? the The Chismar did a sequel as well. I was not aware. The way
1: that I work, man. He, the, made, the, the a, girl the he made a he he made a sequel called Becoming the Boogeyman, and apparently Stephen King gave a lot of praise to this one as well. I just found wow. it, so I don't know too many details, but I mean, you might be interested in that. I definitely will
0: be interested in that, especially with the summertime where I don't have anything to do. Yeah, I, I, okay, I'll I pull it out. The Girl on the Porch is another one. And Don't Look Back, A Hunting Mystery Perfect for the Long Dark Nights. Don't Look Back. Man, I definitely would read uh, this one, Becoming the Boogeyman.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. it hasn't
0: come out October of 2023. Oh, you know, yeah, I didn't see that. Okay. Well, then okay, now you so, have something to look forward to. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to have to read this in October when I'm real busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or on that week off, with when, when Christmas week off. So, uh, off, off summertime is your, your busy season? Well, I, right. I, I, you know, I, I, like I've told before in the show, I work at a very upscale place. I work for, for, uh, at least the direct managers are very good people, but, uh, Based on the name of the place and the type of clientele that we take care of, I try not to, I can't use the name of the place on the, uh, on the podcast or nothing like that. You know, I'm definitely not important. I'm just a regular Joe, a little guy. I'm not nobody, but uh, it's, it's, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good for me to give the name of the place that I work because of that, because it's a high end place and
1: like i do understand
0: they don't need my uh they don't need my uh promoting them in any way or form and definitely if i was going to promote them i definitely going to do it in a show where i use sometimes political <laughs> shit and, <Yeah.
1: laughs> and profanity <laughs> <at the, laughs> i completely understand my dog has like a no social media clause and we're not um, allowed to really post or anything about it so i understand too
0: yeah so you know it is what it is man um uh, but but definitely, no, I got a week off in, in December most of it every year. There's hardly nothing ever going on in December, so that's usually when I enjoy myself. But this summer, since there's some renovations, I think, taking place where I work, I'm going to be doing a lot of my part-time work and pretty much going to the gym and coming back to the house and playing with the cat. I'm a cat. I won't have much to do.
1: Hey, sounds so, like a summer vacation to
0: so, me. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like the girl on the porch that came out February twenty three. Um, tw- February twenty-four of twenty twenty-three. Looks like that's gonna be uh, my next reading. Uh, big reading material that I'm gonna be doing. Uh And this one was also praised by Stephen King. Uh, yeah,
1: it's done by the same uh, writer. Yeah, it might. It's probably he's probably one of those that has like a really serious connection to King. You know, King has a, a specific writing style. I have not. I have not heard of Chismar, but it sounds like um. King has his uh, he has a fan of King, I should say, is
0: what I'm yeah, trying to. Yeah, they're also <laughs> saying the uh, I don't know if you like the phone book, but the phone book two is coming out, or they're working on it. The phone book. Yeah, that was that. Uh, it came out on Peacock. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I see yeah. it now. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with it, but some people like it. I don't know.
1: Not you know, what, it's a, it's just one of those time periods too, where there's just so much stuff coming out that it's hard to even keep up, right? Like there's, I think I feel like every other day I'm talking about a new show in the group chat, and you know, so there's something for everyone essentially, and just hopefully the good quality stuff trickles into our ears, and you know, we don't end up wasting our time too much on crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, the streaming's uh, the the, the streaming services are getting uh incredibly uh intense man yeah man, i well,
1: just they're throwing so much money it's just so much content that it's an overload and it's a competition with each other um you know so hopefully honestly I feel like maybe this writing strike that's happening that just got voted into effect today essentially today maybe they'll slow some of these streaming companies down and they'll they'll take a a more quality over quantity approach. I, I feel like I've been hearing that that's what they're going to be doing, but maybe they need to start actually putting that into action because there's just so much stuff that they're just starting to become diluted and people are starting to lose faith with, you know, yes, that I, I things don't, are coming out to give them quality.
0: I know Marble said that they're going to concentrate on a quality over quantity.
1: Yeah, well, they need it because, I mean... <laughs> Judge him and listen. This is coming from a Marvel fan. I have yeah, essentially, yeah. I have essentially watched. I would say ninety-nine. I would say ninety percent of the the movies that have come out, I've at least seen them in theaters, and if not, I catch them on the streaming service. I have not been that happy with the with the newest fees. It's yeah. not even that they're they're not terrible movies, but they're just not great movies by any stretch of the word.
0: No, man, I watched. Iron Man One, just for nostalgia purposes, last week, just to remind myself how good they once those Marvel movies once were. Yeah, it's a shame. Hopefully,
1: they get back to that too. Yeah, it and it's not honestly, it's not looking good because because they're going to be making this change to quality or quality over quantity. That's going to be over the course of the next couple of years, but unfortunately, what's going to happen is that this writer's strike is going to affect some of those some of those. Uh, properties coming out, so it might have the same effect as we might get a couple more years of less uh, quality stuff from Marvel, and you know they're already losing a lot of faith with their fan base. A lot of faith. Yeah. But I was gonna say about the because uh, this
0: this I don't know if you're a fan of what I'm about to say of the show that I'm about to talk about, but uh, <laughs> last mm-hmm. last night uh, I watched my first episode of uh, Criminal Minds. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying everybody's seen that show but me. It's like I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. People usually get shocked when I talk about Harry Potter. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. I've, never, I've, I've seen a few episodes, but I've never seen repeatedly uh, Game of Thrones that people get shocked. But last night I watched my first episode of Dangerous Minds, of Criminal Minds, and it was a very good show. I have to say the first episode that I watched was very good. So they can go on strike. I got 11 seasons to go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well there you go. That's actually what I'm doing too, because you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be away for a little bit with this medical thing I'm going I got going on. I'm kind yeah. of putting together a list yes. of things I want to catch up on.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. A big shout out to uh, I gotta send some shout outs. Yeah, go ahead. Big shout out to my uh soccer team in Spain, Barcelona, Barça beating uh, mm-hmm. team today, getting three more points, about to get the uh, championship of La Liga. Uh, big, Uh-oh, La Liga. Big shout out to the Vashi Market where you can find some of the best coffee in this country if you want to buy it online. And if not, if you're in Tacoma, Washington, you can stop by and say hi. For current professional wrestler and uh, business owner, Dave the of Bushidobashi, who has been a contributor to this show in the past. And uh, he's also a uh, a podcaster who's going to be doing, bringing back his podcast in the future. I want to say a uh, big shout out to him. We usually send him a shout out most about every week because we're happy that his store is doing so well
1: yeah absolutely we support those oh. support us and we're, we're half down people like that around us and
0: big shout out to uh here in charlotte to velvet taco velvet taco with their coconut curry queso you like queso uh, of course who doesn't <laughs> like, like queso that sounds amazing. <laughs> Man, they did coconut, hot coconut curry uh, queso. I, I, I've had it, uh, every time I went, it was sold out. Finally, I got it on Sunday, and the GM of that place was very kind. I asked him for a sticker. He gave me a sticker for my desk, a scobert and stickers. Um, and, yeah, I was going to send them a shout-out. And if you're in Charlotte, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and anybody goes to Optimus Hall, that is one of the best food courts I've ever been to in my life. I love it. Um, you can definitely go check out Velvet Taco with their coconut curry taco. Mm. I mean, coconut te- <laughs> coconut c- curry keso uh, tacos <laughs> was what I had today for dinner. It was Taco Tuesday at the Taco Tuesday at my house. Taco Tuesday. Man, I'm not a big taco eater, but I do an exception here and there.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'll do them every once in a while. I try not to do it too much because it kind of you know, ruins it for me if I eat food too much. But yeah, tacos are okay. Yeah, there's, there's
0: worse foods out there, you know. So. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So, hey, what you want to talk to us about? Uh, the sentiment. We're doing great things in the sentiment. I'm a big fan of the sentiment. We were just talking about Marvel, and I was talking about Marvel just based on what I learned from the sentiment because the sentiment had a show on it that I was very impressed with.
1: Yeah, you know, so the sentiment uh, I'm going to be taking, uh, I probably have one more episode coming out this Friday, and I'm I'm going to take a little hiatus while I get some medical things uh, taken care of on my end. I might be going for about a month, month and a half, depending on recovery. Uh But uh, yeah, when I come back, I'm uh, I'm trying to get a little more topical. I'm going to go back to a little more format of where, you know, I have specific subjects, and I want to kind of expound upon that. I mean, I'm still going to do the reviews, but I don't want to fall into – I don't want to fall into that pattern of just only doing you know current events stuff like that. I want to do you know more uh, things that kind of use my brain a little bit and have, get people thinking but yeah I mean I'm uh, sentiments still still there I'm really happy with the progress so far but uh i'm I'm the type of guy I want to always be looking to do better you know I want to make a tell somebody many of this podcast network proud i love what you guys have going on in the main pod i i listen religiously every week you and jay have great um great uh uh what do you call that chemistry great chemistry yeah thank you <laughs> Great chemistry, and, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm looking to, to get to that point one day. Hopefully, I may, maybe one day I have a partner to speak with, but for now, I do it on my own, and, you know, it's really fun. So, I really, as always, I appreciate the, the, the hospitality and the offer. Watch, watch Jay, release a, uh, Jay will release a show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> He'll release some kind of a movie review tomorrow. He'll say, fuck them. I haven't seen him on that. I'm going to release my own shit. Yeah, but this, this uh, uh, you know, Tales from the Abyss, all along, the plan was always the plan that I had for doing something in pro wrestling, but pro wrestling such an egotistical business, I mean, people are so, it's ego, 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 I could never do what I wanted to do, but with uh, Tales from the Abyss, but Tales from the Abyss from the get-go, the, the whole idea was to make it bigger than, than than just me doing a show every week, just having other people in there and having different ideas, because at the end of the day, yeah. it's an extension. That is that 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 is the one thing that is an extension of who I am. But I don't, you know, I don't really care about uh people's... Op- I care about people's opinions. But with me, anybody can bring their opinion to the table. I really don't have that big of a... Oh, you can't talk. Oh, I got I to gotta blacklist you. Oh, man, mm-hmm. we got to cancel you. Uh, I'm not into that shit. I mean, I'm not going to put a son of a bitch in here with a fucking swastika talk or some kind of white supremacist talk or some kind of a damn... Hayden talk or some kind of a, I mean, I'm not going to put an atheist that talks bad about religion every week in this show, but for the most part, anybody can bring their different opinions and ideas in here, you know, to a certain extent, they're they're allowed. I think it works.
1: I think, honestly, Link, what you have going on here, it really works. Because you know, what? it just ends up being there's something for everyone. I mean, there's still room to grow as well. I yeah. think that, um, you know, I, I'm not going to name any names because we're mm-hmm. not obviously not getting paid to promote other places or other podcast networks, but you know there's other there's other networks that, that kind of have a similar like vibe going. You know you, you have an umbrella, you have your main pod, but then you have you know you have unique voices under them and you know sometimes because the thing is you're not going to have you're not going to be able to please everybody with one particular show. No. Nah. But if you offer something like Arthur Ziegler's history, people like that type of thing, they want to learn, they might like his voice, they might like how he approaches subject matter and that's how you gain the trust of an audience that you might not necessarily gain as a as a main audience member for the main podcast or they might not like how i speak but as long as they're happy with what we're doing you know in parts then the whole is healthy have you ever met arthur stiegler I haven't. Uh, no. I want to. I mean, I know that he's really good friends with Jay, and you know, yeah. and a good friend with Jay is a good friend with me. So
0: yeah, no, I'm just wondering if how old he was. He's got a great voice. <laughs> Dude, could yeah. been, he could have been. He could have been. He replaced. Uh, he could have replaced Don Lemon or uh, or Tony <laughs> 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 And Probably.
1: his voice is so great. Yeah, bro, he's and well,
0: and definitely too intelligent. They would have thrown him out on television. They'd be like, "Man, we don't want intelligent people. I need you to give an opinion <laughs> in here for the for the mindless for the people." who don't think for themselves let me think for you <laughs> i will be thinking yeah, for you now
1: so this episode on
0: wildfire was great i thought it was dude that i think, really that, that episode was fantastic i loved it yeah. yeah man hey but we're coming to an end to the, the this show right here evil dad man we we got we got excited me and you talking about it so the people that uh that haven't seen it yet it's definitely not a spoiler free uh Spoiler free show, but but uh, we we didn't give that much either. But we still couldn't keep our mouth shut about how interesting some of the
1: scenes were because they were. I, mean, I think we sh- were. I think I think we worked on it. Like we talked about it just enough to a point where people could still go see it and enjoy. It. I don't think we gave too much away. Oh, no, no. And people are already expecting craziness. So you know, it's really about how they how they present it. So we yeah, can-
0: whatever you're expecting, folks out there. It will not disappoint you. That's absolutely a fact. And, uh, yeah, the sh- the cheese shredder. I don't know, but years ago, I bought a-, a cheese shredder just like that one. I said, I'm bringing shredded cheese back. God damn it. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be cursing like that on the show. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I shred my own cheese, bro. It was a time where I would buy the the shredded cheese, but now I just shred my own. No, no, I, I've been
1: known to, to
0: shred of block yeah, of cheese every yeah, now and then. You, you got to shred. You got to shred. You can't be buying that shredded stuff. You got to shred your own. It takes a whole – I mean, it just – it tastes better. Yeah. You know, when you shred it and put it on top of those tacos that – I don't eat much tacos, but when I do. I'm not a big <laughs> taco eater, but once in a while. So, yep. Yeah. So, uh, sentiment this Friday is the last episode for
1: a while. For, for a little bit i, I have you know, i'm gonna actually get into it on friday i'm gonna just kind of discuss a little personal business but yeah uh, it'll be a little bit for i put
0: out another one after that all right so i'm beat up i've been at the gym had me a little bit of tacos and definitely is a, a uh <laughs> long day tomorrow working 17 hours so i'm gonna have to get me some sleep some sleep if the cat allows me so yeah for the for the great Rene rico thank you for stepping up today uh Jay will be back with me next week. So and every, all of our listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. May all of you have a wonderful and safe week. Take thank you for, so much. Stay tuned to the sentiment this Friday, folks. Be safe out there. Mm-hmm.